welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today, I have an amazing person to share with you. She has actually been named one of the top 10 most inspiring women leaders of 2022. Tabitha Scott helps companies maximize their human resources through connection, direction, and purpose so that they can be ready to solve complex business problems. Because you know, all businesses have problems. (laughs) However, with Tabitha, she's had over 20 years experience leading corporate innovation and sustainability. Her current purpose, however, is helping leaders identify and tap into their personal and organizational potential. Please help me welcome to the stage, Tabitha Scott. Hey, Tabitha. Yay. It's so fun to be here. Thanks for having me, Shay. Absolutely. So we have a lot to talk about and dive into. Um, I love the fact that you are doing work right now that is supporting people in and leaders like our listeners here of what's going on, not only personally, but professionally. And I know one of the big buzzwords that's going around right now is people are feeling burnt out and they're feeling out of whack and out of balance. Why do you think that people are having these feelings? Like what's coming up? Why are they being burnt out right now? Yeah, Shay, it's interesting because I have this unique lens of having both the electrical engineering background as well as human biofield studies and studying how humans get into action. And because all living things and organizations themselves are made of energy at their Mm -hmm. core, then we follow the laws of physics and bioscience with how we feel inside. Um, That sounds a little abstract. So I'll give you an example. When someone calls you and you see the phone and you get that feeling like, oh no, not them, you know, not that person again. I am not picking, like you have a certain feeling, a certain vibe, and that's a low vibe. And low vibes are things like fear and uncertainty. And if you think about the last couple of years with COVID, with the political unrest, Mm -hmm. with all of the things that have been going on in our society, it's all around us. We're swimming in it. And so you have to acknowledge we as human beings have to keep a balance at all times. It's that homeostasis, right? It's that yin and the yang. It is. And when that's out of balance, 
you can hear that in our language. You know, people will say, I feel off balance or something's tugging at me. I don't know what it is. And eventually that leads to burnout if you don't replenish those stores. And it's really interesting how in our language, it's prolific that we are made of energy. If you think about work, um, I'm spun up today. We're in sync. We're in resonance. This company is going through a transformation, you know, being Mm -hmm. transformed, Mm -hmm. Um, burnout, ignited, catalyst, you know, it's throughout all of our language. And what is the symbol for a great idea that comes over your head? It's a light bulb. It's a light bulb. It's like, bing. Yes. Yes. And so energy, I mean, it's all throughout our language. And so acknowledging that and realizing like, the uh, second law of thermodynamics, for example, says our high vibe, our heat, you know, in our body, if we're around colder things, lower vibes, it will take from us if you mm. don't protect yourself. So it's like you're a nice hot cup of mocha, you know, mm-hmm. and then somebody that's negative comes in and they're like this ice cube in your nice warm cup mm-hmm. and it pulls from you. And so yeah. you have to learn techniques manage that, how to keep your balance and homeostasis, like you were saying. Exactly. So that's a great way to take a look at it is like, you can be this energy, this light bulb, this beacon and what's attracted to it. Maybe some lower energies are like, Ooh, bright light. Let's go towards the bright light. And they essentially try and drain some of that energy so they can fill themselves up. Versus like one of my clients says is, you know, fill yourself and serve from your overflow. If you don't know how to serve from your overflow, you're constantly serving from your own cup versus the saucer. So how can people do that so they don't feel off balance, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what, what you're saying as well is you have to keep that energy, that flow going within yourself. So then you're not burning out and giving everything away. You absolutely do. And there are a number of ways to protect yourself, a number of techniques. One of them, I worked with the ER group here locally in Nashville during COVID. And one of the techniques that I gave them is to use a shield, like an invisible shield. Mm -hmm. And the reason you want to use a shield, people oftentimes in um, toxic cultures, they will put up a barrier, which is different. If you put up a barrier, people can't get in to help you and you can't let your light out to help them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so take a shield, just like a warrior, you can put it up when you need it and deflect all that negativity and all that fear and uncertainty and put it away when you're done so that you can interact with love. Oh, I love that. I I think I've also heard it more of like putting a bubble around you, like Mm -hmm. an imaginary bubble. It's like, just bubble up and, and give it, um, a job where it's like, okay, love can come through, but anything of a negative or lower energy bounces off of it. Right. And back and forth, and you can give and pass the love through the the bubble. So, okay. That That is the exact same concept. Just be sure that you can take your bubble down when you're done, poke a hole in it and take it back down because those energetic bubbles, they're real, whatever you create with the mind, it manifests in your body and in your actions and words. It's so interesting. If you go back to, you know, 500 BC is when the yogis first 
started writing about the seven primary energy centers in the body, the chakras. And if you overlay them with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, they basically cover the same content. You know, your lower chakras are your safety needs. As you go up, it's your love and belonging. And then when you get to the top, it's about self-actualization. You can even overlay Google Aristotle's recent study from recent years about successful teams. And they need psychological safety, they need belonging, and they need trust, you know, in each other. So it's fascinating that you can take any model in the world of any type, and it's dealing with the surface and actions and results. Our emotions are also results. So human design and psychology gets into a little bit deeper layer. Mm -hmm. But guess what's at the core? It's our energy. And so keeping positive, you know, more than negative keeps you from burnout. Mm-hmm. I, I've looked at both of them separately, right? The chakras, the energetic side, and then, you know, the hierarchy, but I've never actually thought about overlaying them. That was just like a huge aha for me, Tabitha. Thank you for that. Yay, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. It's wow. one of the concepts that I'm writing about now in my second book, which will be on human dynamics. I'm so oh. excited. That's fascinating to me. I don't know why. Of course, it totally makes sense. And everything is energy. But I know for a lot of my energetic um, clients and a lot of our listeners, they they probably have done the same thing, kept them separate, like mm-hmm. I just did in my own brain. I mean, I'm yeah. also a Reiki master, so I, I play with both. Mm-hmm. And actually putting them on top of, the, of each other, I was just like, oh, duh. Yeah, that makes sense because everything is intertwined. It's just how we're presenting the information, right? Yeah. So you want to talk about some dynamics in the workplace, like judo, and give us some some how tos and some tips that we can take away right now. Let's talk about how to deal with that cranky person at work that wants to attack in meetings or that doesn't understand and just is barking at you and mm-hmm. or accusing you of something. If energy, negative energy is coming right at you, you can feel it, right? But it's not like in the in the physical world, you can see someone getting ready to swing a baseball bat at right. you, but you can't see that, but you can sure feel how it hurts and it feels coming at you. Mm-hmm. Well, our tendency, because in energy, the third law of motion says equal and opposite reaction. If something's coming at you and hits you, you want to react back. You want to defend yourself. You want to maybe pick a fight. You want to put them in their place. But what that does is it uses your energy. So you're giving away positivity. And it doesn't go anywhere because it's equal and opposite. So your energy is getting stopped, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you can do is a little energetic judo and ask them a question. It's so hard to get in this habit because your feistiness is going to be, you know, pricking up at that moment when somebody's being obnoxious to you, or if somebody posts something on social media, that's ugly about you, Mm -hmm. um, you're immediately going to want to defend But if you can teach yourself to just take a quick breath and ask a question, what it does is it completely, it's like in judo where it uses their momentum against them Uh in a different direction. You're taking that momentum and instead of pushing it back, which is what they're expecting, you're asking a question 
And what that question is going to do, their mind has to go to a completely different place. And so it can't stay in that place of negativity. Now it's going to a place of creativity. They don't live on the same place in Maslow's hierarchy, right? Right. And so they're going to respond from a different place. And in a worst case scenario, it buys you some time to compose yourself. <laughs> Think right. And actually you know. breathe a little bit. So you're like doing the juzit. How do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> judo. 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 You're doing the judo and you're like, okay, here and coming back with the question while you're kind of going in breathing and what's happening and responding back. So would you say that this also would work for our listeners that are leaders that have teams that are looking to scale and one of their, you know, employees or 1099 ends up coming to them and they're like, Rah! and it's like, get curious about it. And it's like, okay, what's coming up? Why, why, what's going on with you right now? Instead Absolutely. of pushing back on them right away. Absolutely. Um, let's say they attacked you. You know, you were not at our meeting. You haven't shown up. You haven't been there for me. Um, I'm thinking about busy entrepreneurs can't be everywhere at all times. And so maybe someone is attacking them. You don't care. You didn't respond. And immediately you want to say, yes, I do. I'm giving everything for this company. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to go there. But if you can pause and say, that's really interesting, you know, practice some kind of phrase like that is really interesting that you can say authentically. Mm -hmm. Are there some suggestions that you could make that would help people understand that I'm present? Or could you define for me what success looks like about showing up and being present? Can you help me understand that? Mm -hmm. And now it flips their entire being to thinking about what does success look like? And they have to start thinking in a completely different way. Right. And then it also enrolls them in the solution. You know, it's like you said you wanted to have this done by a certain deadline, but I'm waiting on you to give me the final approval and I can't move forward until I get that. And it's like, okay, great. You know, what kind of systems can we put into place so I can get back to you? What what are your thoughts and ideas around that? And flip it back and enroll them into the solution creation. Absolutely. And if someone in in another situation, um, sometimes we can't say anything back. Maybe a colleague told us something that we shouldn't know, or, um, you know, they told us in confidence. And so you can't, um, you can't really use that technique. So instead of absorbing it, or just, you know, putting up your shield and having it kind of deflected around you, Mm -hmm. you can return to sender. Just like in the mailbox, if you don't want it, you have your shield or your bubble and you fill it with your own light and positivity. And you just politely say, I appreciate you sending me what you sent me. I acknowledge that you sent it, but I'm choosing to return that to sender. So it's going to bounce off and come right back to you, whatever ugly thing you said. And it's for you to sit in, you know, Mm -hmm. if you feel ugly you, you know, you sit in that crankiness, but I'm choosing to just return to sender, not to respond. And it's their own energy that gets in their way and not yours. You're not expending any energy. You're not just letting it go. Mm -hmm. You're saying I choose to return to sender. Yeah. I love this. Um, So, I mean, obviously this didn't just get put into your lap. 
something happened in your journey to allow you to really start to dive into these different pieces. Can you speak a little um, into what what transpired for you? What was going on with you before having these aha moments and the work that you're doing now? It was a culmination of a lot of years of leading innovation and change. And through that process, I learned that you can have the greatest idea in the world. And if people don't adopt it, if the behavior doesn't change, it doesn't get implemented. And so I started studying a lot about human dynamics, human behavior change. And at the same time, one of our investment firms, I was responsible for doing green renewable energy assets. And so I was building solar, looking at waste to energy, looking at wind energy. And so I received my energy engineering credentials just so that I could understand more about those investments. Once I learned that and I was all in with behavior change and adding momentum to ideas, I was like, holy cow, these things go. (laughs) I had the light bulb moment over my head. Um, And then the more I started testing it, like companies often make a mistake by saying, I want to hear from you, give me your big ideas. And they think they're doing a great thing by getting everyone's ideas about everything. But what happens if, is if it doesn't align with leadership's goals, it ends up not getting implemented. They, the person that submits the idea feels worse. Right. Um, You know, the leaders don't implement it. They don't have time or budget and you get that equal and opposite reaction where if you can create the connection first, how does this connect to what we're doing? You know, with electricity, you got to plug the lamp in before the light can come on. Connection is number one. It has to be relevant. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell's work around that is brilliant with the tipping point and some other books he's written. So connection and then directing it where you want to go. So instead say, I would love your big ideas around cost reduction in the office and the more specific. Yeah. Giving them that aisle way, that runway of like big ideas around this certain topic this way. Right. And when you did that with your hands just now, where you took them from wide to narrow to narrow, that's the Venturi effect. And what happens when you narrow something, the substance going through it speeds up. And so in hmm. physics, you're going to get more throughput. You're going to get more ideas. You're going to get more traction. And those ideas are adding momentum to a direction you're already going. And the bigger the idea, the bigger the mass of the idea, the more powerful that change becomes over time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really fascinating. Um, oh my gosh. So we've just been vibing and, and gelling and um, I know we kind of have geek to start. out for hours. We can geek out forever on this because it's just so <laughs> fascinating. Both sides of my brain are going the energetic side and the science side and how they all fitting together and how all of these different silos that we end up learning and reading books on and doing research around and personal personal development and human design and all of it, it all really fits together. It and does. it sounds like, you know, you are really taking all of it and, and putting it together in bite-sized pieces for your clients and really sorting it out so that it's like, okay, let's dive in and go with that momentum. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you have uh, one book on its way out, but one already done. Mm-hmm. Can you speak a little bit towards, you know, what, what your book is, the trust your animal instincts and how that really can support people? I would love to. So trust your animal instincts, recharge your life, ignite your power was written because I myself reached a pinnacle of burnout in 2016, left my nice executive job Mm -hmm. and gave away most of my stuff, changed my name, lived in the jungles of Costa Rica for three months and (laughs) reconnected with nature and myself. And so while I had that logical understanding of how energy worked and how to get change Mm -hmm. as a perfectionist who allowed people to Um, should on me for a good deal of my life. And what I mean by that is you should be the perfect mom. You should be skinny. You should not be too pretty or people won't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. You should be progressive with energy and climate, but nobody believes in climate, like climate change. So all of these shoulds from society, and I allowed them to should all over me for a long time. So the book is about Stepping back into my own power and adding the four letter F word to that, which was feel. <laughs> Not what y'all were thinking, was it? <laughs> but for feel. Business, the F word is feel. <laughs> feel. And for business people, legit, like we are taught, especially women, don't show your emotions or they won't take you seriously. Uh-huh. So the book is about, hey, you don't have to be scientific or spiritual. It's scientific and spiritual. You don't Ooh, have to be. That's a writer downer, everybody. That's a writer downer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Keep going, Tabitha. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Aha moments all over the place. Like you don't have to be one or the other of anything thing. We mm-hmm. are all made of this equalized energy. It's the great democratizer, right? And so we have the capability to be anything in the world we want to be. There is no or in the middle of the adjectives you choose to describe yourself with and step into mm-hmm. an and in there if you want to, and you just keep adding more ands and the st- descriptions of how you want to be and how you're showing up. And, and that's okay. So that's what the book is about. Yeah. It's about tuning in to the messages, in my case, from animals around me. And um, there you have it. There's everything from an owl to scorpions to snakes, um, cardinals, all sorts of animals that uh, gave me different messages because I was listening and trying to understand what messages they were sending. Yeah. And then I love that you, you know, taken those messages and those ahas and put it into an opportunity where we can all learn through you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always looked at it as if I, if I can learn through your mistakes, I don't have to go through your mistakes. I can pick up where you are now and keep moving forward. And then you, somebody else can learn from me and what's going on in my new mistakes. <laughs> definitely the passion behind it was I don't want any other female. I was raised in an extremely conservative home, you know, very, um, very myopic and the way that we were taught the world should be. Mm-hmm. And then having experienced it as a global executive and really studied other methods and other religions and things I just learned that there's so much love and there are so many different ways that people experience that. And uh, everyone should have the opportunity to decide how they can stay positive, which is 
What are those things you love doing? You find yourself humming subconsciously or singing subconsciously, yeah. getting goosebumps, you know, mm-hmm. and do more of them. That, mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. It's not like a crazy mad scientist formula. It's just do more of the things you love. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Tabitha. Um, I've had so many aha moments in, in our short time together. Um, but if people are really interested in taking a look at, okay, how do I get the book? What's the best way for them to go about picking that up? Yeah, they can go to they can go to Amazon or any online retailer and just search for Tabitha A. Scott or Trust Your Animal Instincts, and they can check out that first book. Uh, you can also just Google Tabitha Scott and Forbes, and they can read about my series on human dynamics that's underway right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Tabitha, you've been a pleasure to connect with. Um, we're not going to end this conversation. I've got lots more questions for you, but that's Yay. all the time we have for today. Maybe we'll sing, see about bringing you back when the new book comes out, because I'm excited about what you're going to be divulging and getting into on the human dynamic side and how that you know fits into leadership and people scaling and moving through um, that piece of the next level. But thank you so much for your time today. Greatly appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing the next book when it comes out very soon. Yay. Thank you, Shay. I love what you're doing. And thanks to all your listeners. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.